You should be kissed and often, and by someone who knows how. Hi everyone and welcome to One True Pairing, aka OTP. I'm Marissa. And I'm Erica. Today we are talking with author Roshni Chakshi. Hi. Say hi, Rosh. Hi. We're hi, just going to call her Rosh now. <laughs> <laughs> so Rosh is in town for BEA and BookCon. BEA is Book Expo America, which is a big expo of books. We're going to talk to Rosh about her writing, what she likes to read, and what I've been told is a fabulous love story that is her own personal love story, and I can't <laughs> wait to get into it. And then later on, we're going to play a game with her in honor of the 4th of July called Cookouts, Cocktails, and Couples. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But first, Rash, will you tell our guests a little bit about yourself? Okay. <laughs> trying Put to you on the think. spot. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about me? Mm, well, oh, so fun fact, I have cows that are named after ice cream flavors, and we don't eat them because we're Hindu. But that does get asked a lot. These poor cows are like, excuse me, please don't eat me. Um, I'm the author of The Star Touch Queen, which is a Hades and Persephone retelling with Hindu mythology and A Crown of Wishes, which is about a magical tournament where the winner wins a wish. And most recently, Arusha and the End of Time. And my next YA is The Gilded Wolves. And you have to say it like that. <laughs> if cool you do, that. then a wolf appears. I love it. Thank you. Wait, for real? I want a wolf. <laughs> I want a wolf. Wait, can Spray you the cows? Yeah. Did you raise yeah. them from when they were like little? No. Oh. Wait, yes. Hold on. One of them, yes. Because it was like born. Oh my God, there was a romance with the bull next door. And then our cows got knocked up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was like extremely traumatizing because they're miniature Jersey cows. And so they have very, very difficult pregnancies because oh, they're babies. so little. Aww. And this was like a big old Angus cow that like <laughs> knocked her up. And we were like very concerned that she would not make it. But it was fine. And the bull's name was Chaco. And he was very loved. I really have so many questions about what it must be like to raise cows. Right? I don't want to bog <laughs> us down in this because I worry. But, it was like my dad's but midlife it's crisis. It fits. Yeah. There's a cow romance. There's a cow. <laughs> yeah. A cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe the cows could be our new OTP. Yeah. What are their names? Um, Millennium Crunch and Turtle Tracks. I love those. <laughs> those are great names. <laughs> oh, now I want cows. Ron would say no. Yeah. Actually, there's a thing known as cow therapy in Germany where you just like go up to a cow and look at its face because they have very relaxing eyes. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I next, need a cow. Next field trip, Erica. That's next what we're field doing. trip. Don't you think we need an office cow? Yes. I love Everybody it. needs an office cow. We'll we need an office that. cow. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about your books. Oh, yes, those. <laughs> so you've told us a little bit about them. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us why you decided to write YA fantasy? What about that genre really drew you in? So the amazing thing about fantasy is that it's essentially the act of telling a truth through many, many lies. And that's what I love about the fantasy genre, that it's the first place where you explore big questions. And you have these social experiments, and you put your characters through hell, and then also throw in magic, too, because who wants to explain the logic of world building? <laughs> and I just, I love fantasy because I, I feel like every single time I finish a fantasy book, I've lived a thousand different lives in the space of a day. And there's nothing quite as magical as that. That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> and very true of your books. I oh, loved them. You. They were, it is truly its own world, and you do a great job. You don't Aww. need to explain it because it's just a beautiful world to I'm live glad. in. They were awesome. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> so, what got you into writing? I know at one point you were in law school. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, when I was 11, I trudged down to the end of my driveway and I was like, Where is my Hogwarts letter? And it was, <laughs> it was not there. So, I sadly trudged back up the driveway and I was like oh god I gotta do something else um, but it's my parents fault for making me a huge fantasy reader and 
huge mythology nerd because to connect to both of my parents' heritage, which is Filipino and Indian, um, they just gave us tons and tons of books about it. And then I got addicted to it. And so I had a very useless major in college, which was 14th century British literature. It was essentially just the study of fairy tales and translating old Bibles. And I loved it. I, I think this that is sounds my jam. Yeah. It was useless at all. Well, you know, tell that to your mom, you know, like after, <laughs> like, thanks for crossing the entire ocean, mom. Like, I'm going to go do this instead. And, you know, she's extremely Filipino. So she just crossed herself and was like, God, I hope you marry rich. <laughs> <laughs> So with a major like that, I had no choice but to go to law school, and I actually really loved it. Law is essentially the study of storytelling and putting a spin on things, and uh, it was really, really fun. But then in March, I got a book deal, and I ran into the street, and I was like, Wah! I was so happy. I made that exact sound. I almost got hit by a car. And oh then, my gosh. Like, yeah, and then it's like seven minutes later, I even timed it. I talked to Eileen for the first Aww. time, who's my incredible editor at Wednesday Books, and I, and that was it. I left law school. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> so really, it's my parents and Eileen's fault. Um, so where were you exactly when you got the call? And you know, what was that day like? How were you feeling? So I was in contracts class. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> and you're not supposed to check your email. But I had like this weird tingly feeling all day. Literally a weird tingly feeling. I was like, I feel like something will happen today. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what it would be. But I kept checking my email. And my agent, who's amazing, sent me this sent me an email and the subject line was just call me with multiple <laughs> exclamation points and so obviously I went into like a tailspin panic attack and uh, that's when I dashed out of class and she called me and told me that you know, we were setting up a phone call and I was like well a phone call <laughs> and just like with an editor whoa an editor like, I just <laughs> lost my mind and that was essentially how that day went and I I like was really hungry, but I was too nervous to eat. So I just sort of walked in circles relentlessly. Um, again, almost got hit by a car. <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, the dude that I'm marrying, <laughs> I don't know how to say <laughs> when he was just boyfriend at the time, had actually driven up that day from D.C. And so he was just like recording me <laughs> just <laughs> in so a funny. tailspin. And he was like, oh, my God, I don't know anything about publishing. So he like just Wikipedia'd all this stuff and knew way too many things and then just sat there and spouted information at me. Oh, that's so Aww. cute. He was really sweet. See, he was trying to be involved. <laughs> it just stressed me out. <laughs> Your fiance is nicer than my husband. If this happened to me, Ron would just record me so that he could show it to people later and make fun of me. Right. Oh, like, that's, what a that's exactly it. Is. Yeah. No, now sometimes he just like takes stealth photos of me as like I am curled up and coiled in my chair and like going over my edit letter or something or waiting on news and just being a human pretzel. <laughs> And he's like, that is not a human. That is a hobgoblin. <laughs> That's what that is. But, but that was that day. Oh, It was amazing. That sounds so exciting. It was the best. Well, that kind of brings us to the story we really want to hear about, which yeah. is your personal love story. Yeah, so tell us about the dude you're marrying. Yes. I mean, oh, Eileen, the dude. Eileen gave me a bit of an elevator pitch on this. <laughs> so I want you to dig real deep into the story. Oh, my god! Tell me all of it. Tell you all of it. All okay. Of it. Well... Once upon a time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> As all love stories should start, there was this family building a house in our neighborhood. And that was essentially how it all started. And I grew up in an extremely gossipy South Asian neighborhood. So it was a lot of just like, did you know this boy is very, very smart? And I'm like, I don't care. Like, did you know his parents are doctors? Like, I don't give a shit. And like all this stuff over and over. And it was essentially like, you're not a doctor. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Fly away. Run, run, run. 
Um, <laughs> shedding the disappointment of many immigrants. <laughs> anyway, um, so there was just so much gossip surrounding this guy that he had just been built up in my head. I thought he was going to be a mega nerd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like someone was like, did you know he was on ESPN for a national spelling bee? <laughs> I couldn't maintain wow. the Indian accent because it was just too funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. <laughs> no interest in this human. Like, how do you not make fun of him? Yeah. The yeah. minute you meet him. No, no, I, I'm so glad that I got to say that because I really just want to make fun of him for being on it. I was like, oh, you were on ESPN. What'd you do? He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I saw him the very first day of high school and the sun was shining and the wind was blowing and he was standing at the end of the sidewalk. He was cute. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you are very pretty. <laughs> Um, very pretty by my standards. Now, if you look at a photo of him, he was just like a, you know, little pudgy thing with his bowl cut. It was just adorable. Aww. But there were hints of beauty that would later be on Earth. And I was like, <laughs> I shall love you first. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at him and I was like, man, I got to make a really great first impression. I was like, you got to bring it, Chakshi. I was like, I'm on it. And so I word vomited and I yelled at him, I know where you live. <laughs> really? I just shouted it. And I watched the words leave my mouth and float and smack him in the face. <laughs> and it was awful. And he literally turned on his heel and just walked oh, in another no. direction. He was like, no, not today. Satan. Like, it's like, I'm not doing this. And we carpooled for a year and he barely spoke to me. Because he probably thought you were a crazy stalker. I was. Like, and that's I essentially know, really? why we or are together. Was he I just already in love with you? No. He, he was just like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just couldn't come to terms with yeah. his love for you. Yeah. Mm, yes. Let's say that. We're going like to go with that. answer. We're going to go with that. I like that answer a lot more. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just kept wearing him down because, again, knew where he lived. And uh, now we're going to get married. <laughs> so that was that. What was the proposal like? Oh, my gosh. I almost ruined his proposal. <laughs> Oh my god! We are we are proposal. like soulmates because I almost <laughs> ruined my family. Almost ruined Ron's proposal. Go. So he he took me to Portugal, which Ooh. was great, and I'm obsessed with Portugal's most beautiful country. And but the thing about Portugal is that they have these tiny little treats that are called pastel de nares. Mm-hmm. They're the best custardy things I've ever eaten in my whole life. Honestly, if I could smell one now, I would walk over a cliff to go find it. <laughs> so he brought me to Sintra, which has this incredible castle, majestic views. And he picked out like this cool labyrinth garden that was full of all these statues of mythological beings and demons. And he was like, this is <laughs> obviously everything that you love. <laughs> but I was distracted because I smelled pastel de nares. And he was like... <laughs> Come, my love, let us go look at a castle. I was like, but you can't eat a castle. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to like like, herd me up. And I was like, this is not a pastel donata. I'm going to go this way. He's like, no, 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 no. Go look at the castle. I was like, I don't want to look at a castle. I want food. I want food. I'm hungry. (laughs) So as I was just standing there shuffling around, the only way he could get my attention was to appeal to my vanity. He was like, do you want me to take your photo? I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> okay, sure. And then, so I was getting ready and like fluffing my hair, et cetera. And then he puts on his dinner jacket. And I was like, is this a photo of me? <laughs> why are you in this? Like, why do you even want yeah. to be in this? And so then I started turning in circles again, being like, presto, donato. <laughs> like, I'm hungry. Literally making those sounds because that's what I do. And he had to like stop me from moving by like holding my face. And I was like, yes. And he was like, I love you. I'm like, okay. I'm still hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I love you more if you you get me food. Like if you love me, you would feed me right now. Yeah, and then you know he got down on one knee, and I thought he had dropped something. (laughs) I was just like, "What are you doing? What's on the floor? Where? What's happening?" 
And then he brought out the ring, and I was like, whoa, that's shiny. Put it on my hand. (laughs) Thankfully, somebody recorded his proposal so I could hear what he said. I don't know what he said. I think I emotionally blacked out at that moment. I was like, oh, my God, this thing is happening. I really like your face. I like your face more than I like food, and I'm not even thinking about custard tarts anymore. Oh, But then did you get some after? Absolutely. Okay, Okay. good. (laughs) Absolutely. It's a perfect 360 story. Like. (laughs) You went, you wanted the custard. There's so much drama. <laughs> you, instead, you had a fiance and yes. the custard yeah. tart. I was like, man, I really wanted dessert, but instead I got a diamond. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the dessert and the diamond. That's true. It's kind of perfect. I should have known. He was being so weird the whole trip. Like, he was like holding his backpack, like his soul was in it. And I was like, is it a Horcrux? What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> but it was because the ring was in it. He was just like, nobody must touch it. Yeah. Right. Then I thought he was being rude to me because the day of, he was like, do you want to go get your hair done? I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. no. Wow. What's wrong with my hair? And he was like, what about your nails? I'm like, what's wrong with my nails? How dare you? That's oh. a weird thing for a guy to yeah. comment on also. Yeah, well, he was just, I don't know. Also, you do that before the trip. I know. <laughs> um, so do you have anything planned yet for the wedding that you can share with us? Yes. Very, very proud to announce that we cut our guest list down to 500. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ouch. I know. So depressing. It's I'm, so many humans. I'm like, who are you? I'm who really, am I? I'm really glad no one can see my face having been through a wedding. That is, wow. I'm so mad. Oh, God. So it's insane. But in true narcissistic fashion, <laughs> the entire wedding is essentially structured after my books. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> so, it, though. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Because these you know, gigantic Indian-Filipino affairs are multiple days. So, like, day one is something called the Sangeet, and it's, like, dancing, and that's where you do, like, the henna mm-hmm. for your bridesmaids and the guests and stuff. So that one's Arusha on the end of time theme, so really, like, rich purples and Ooh. random whatnot. I don't know. So it's a delight. And then the next day, the actual ceremony is um, Night Bazaar theme from the Star Touch Queen. That's so cool. So it's, like, like lovely, like, enchanted flowers, and we wanted things that looked ethereal and floating, and then the reception is gilded wolves. Oh it's my God, literally I the colors it. are... <laughs> emerald and gold and my wedding planner saw it and she was like this looks just like your book cover I was like does it what does it really what a, what a strange oh, it's gorgeous oh, if thank it's you. even a fraction like like the Aww. night bazaar it's oh, gonna be thanks. so pretty I love those jackets yeah. mm-hmm. we found like the coolest decorator who made this 10 foot tall orchid tree and oh I was like God. oh so this is literally a memory tree <laughs> and I would like it immediately that's <laughs> everywhere that's so cool yeah. are, are you gonna have people like can they put things on it I would like that we were thinking about ways to incorporate it into like an actual memory yeah Yeah. really sweet so but yeah I mean my fiance is like doing zero planning for this (laughs) he's like I'm in mid school I'm busy I was like well then this entire wedding shall be me themed right I will have a giant ice sculpture of my face (laughs) and you're just gonna show up I'm just gonna show up (laughs) and you'll be here and it's all me yeah it's all me (laughs) three days worth of me that sounds awesome actually Even more awesome, though, is what we're talking about after this quick break. We're going to be diving into Rosh's new obsession with romance novels, and we're going to play a fun game, so stay tuned. Um, we were told that you have now finally... Delved into the world of romance novels. Oh my gosh. I completely blame Eileen for ruining (laughs) my life in the sense that I'm an addict and I cannot stop. I love romance books so much and the genre so much and just everything. What was your gateway book? So it was... (laughs) 
Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I, because I, like it was recommended to me, and I was like, why would I? I would never pick up this book based on the. It was the Viscount who loved me Ooh. by Julia Quinn. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't think I've read that one. And now but I'm I really, really obsessed with Regency romance, yes. and it's like my favorite. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Like you love fantasy, and I feel like it has that element yeah. of the ball gowns and right, the ball gowns, and pretty much like any sort of fallen angel byronic heroes like right. a devastating duke of like oh no I'm in love oh, <laughs> like, you should try Kerrigan Byrne then if you haven't what? she's great oh, <laughs> we can talk excited. after very yeah. excited so Julia Quinn has a tendency to write slightly raunchier regencies if I'm not mistaken what were your <laughs> thoughts on that because if you do like the raunchier scenes you could also try Madeline Hunter she's a little old dirty birdie and just <laughs> dirty birdie I love it I love raunchy regencies like they yeah. have to be raunchy and if they're set in Elizabethan times it's the actual best <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that I should I was extremely awkward because you know again first generation American like my parents were the ones who when we were watch- watching a family movie together it was PG-13 they would fast forward any kind of like room like ish tension moments and and then even in my own writing when I write something that's like a charged scene or whatever I have to go sit in my closet (laughs) I have to go sit in the closet with my laptop and and type it out and there's like a candle burning and like all this stuff and then and just be like extremely awkward about it sometimes I put a blanket over my head and just start (laughs) laughing like (laughs) like literally the sounds that I make and it's so deeply awkward because I think like my parents had some sort of radar. And I, I moved back home to write my first book when mm-hmm. I dropped out of law school. I was like, well, I'm going to live in the basement <laughs> now. <laughs> and literally every time, it was like an almost kissing thing. My dad would barge in <laughs> and no. just be like, John Oliver's on. Do you want to watch it? <laughs> like, okay. Like, no, I'm writing what could potentially be an awkward scene for you to even be in the room. Yes. Why are you here? Yes. Oh, dad. Everything, everything was terrible. He's like, what are you doing? Like, nothing. Like, why is your face red? Go away. <laughs> and now my fiance's favorite thing is to sort of like peer over my shoulder and read something oh aloud. Gosh. No. And I'm just like, don't you dare. <laughs> no. I will end you. <laughs> don't he, do the thing. But does he read your books? He does read my books. Um, and unfortunately... He thinks that they're about him. <laughs> so, because his name is Amin, which is unfortunately one letter off from Amar and the Stardash Queen. So he's just like, LOL, how sweet of you to write a book about me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> now he just says it to people like, I am the main character. I'm like, you need to go sit down. You're, oh you're not the main character. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> And you got to go to RT, right? The I romance did. convention. What the was that best. like? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was it was a moment. It was an experience. I was just getting into the elevator for the first time, and like all these male models, like cover <laughs> models, were just like standing in there, and I was like, <laughs> I just started laughing like an idiot. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go take the stairs. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> But it was it was amazing. RT is a good one to start with. Yeah. Because I think RWA, Romance Writers of America, is slightly more not stayed. Stayed it's is a little the wrong more word. professional. Yeah. It's it's for writers, so it's a little yeah. more, you know, networking and stuff. And RT is for readers, yeah. so it's very much it was, a raunchy debacle. It was <laughs> so fun and Marissa sent me a kilt. Yes, we we did an event where we had props and people could dress up for like a photo booth. I remember, and I made a kilt, which like I I love that she wanted it because it was literally a piece of fabric I went to Mood Fabric and got. I remember this (laughs) and pinned with like a safety pin. And after she's like, "Can I have that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll send it to you." (laughs) And I did. (laughs) Do you just wear that all the time? I do. I do. The cat, unfortunately, was like, "Hmm, this is is an excellent sort of blanket thing." I want to be a Highlander cat. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just like, Teddy, you suck. So 
what's the best romance you've read recently now that you've joined us in our cabal of <laughs> wonderful novels? I think the last romance I read was C.L. Wilson's The Winter King. Because I've really been looking for good fantasy romance. Mm-hmm. Have you read Amanda, I think it's Amanda Bouchette or Amanda Boucher? That name sounds really familiar. Um, is this The Bird and the... No, the, the first one is called The Promise of Fire. <gasps> yeah, That one, I just I just finished that you last night, it? actually. It was really good. It has oh. kind of like Greek mythology oh, in I'm, it. I love it. Yeah, I it love was it. really good. Yeah. All right. So... Before we do ship it or skip it, we want to do a really quick lightning round with you. Tell us who your favorite couple is and why we should ship them. Go. So my favorite couple is from the book Gone with the Wind, and it is Scarlett O'Hara and Red Butler. Good call. I mean, there's like so many great lines. Like, I can't spend all my life trying to catch you between husbands or what is that other one? It was so good. There was a kissing line, and it was just fantastic. I oh, you should be kissed because... and often. And yes, by and by someone how. who knows how. <laughs> yes, ah, yes, girl, that line. I, I died. I read that book so much that the hardcover jacket felt like the the actual hardcover so... jacket fell off of it. They're the original banter, like chemistry, like no other, and they're both terrible people. They really are. <laughs> I love them. They're so amazing. Much. They're amazing. But they're awful. Have you ever read Gone with the I Wind? I have not. Okay. I've seen it in the movie, but... Yeah, it's a great... The book is better than the movie. Okay. The movie is also great. Yeah. But they are the actual worst. Scarlett O'Hara is just like a textbook fucking crazy narcissist. Right. He's like this stupid <laughs> philanderer. human being. Yeah. <laughs> and I love her. So and she's much. like lusting after this guy whose name is Ashley, but he's kind of a drip. And here comes a rep butler and he's dashing, but also a douchebag. Probably one of the original fuckboys. Right. <laughs> And he's, like, in love with her, but he doesn't want to marry her. And they, like, make out all the time. And then she saves her plantation. And then he, like, they get married. They have a baby. And he fucking leaves her. Love it. (laughs) She realizes that she's not in love with Ashley anymore. She's actually in love with Rhett. And he's like, I'm done with you at this point. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) Sounds like a, a, just a beautiful love story. But. Very happy. You've kind of made me ship it, so. Yeah. Oh, so I'm fun. so happy you picked them. <laughs> I love them. So they were my inspiration for writing Gowrie and Vikram in um, A Crown of Wishes. I wanted that sort of lightning quick banter, but Gowrie and Vikram are actually, I think, deeply lovable. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Scarlet yeah. and They're not Rhett. total so, assholes. So Scarlet <laughs> and Rhett are really terrible people. Oh, man. <laughs> so, this episode is dropping around the 4th of July, which means barbecues and tons of booze, which... Makes it one of my favorite holidays. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to play a game, and we are going to match up cocktails and couples. I love yes. it. We heard you love cocktails. Oh, do I? <laughs> do I now? <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was prepared, if this was in the afternoon, to bring – I have a shaker. I have several shakers in my house, and I was going to make us something fancy. Ooh. But because it's in the morning, we're just going to have mimosas instead. The game is called Cookouts, Cocktails, and Couples. And here's how it works. We have a list of drinks and a couple, and you have to tell us what drink you think matches each couple best and why. So Erica, yes. for example, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Who are amazing. Are they a mimosa, a gin and tonic, or a hot toddy? See, this is hard because I don't think they're any of those three. Or they're one of your choosing. <laughs> I think they're tequila shots. Why? Have you looked at their Instagrams? <laughs> yes. Like, hilarious. I, I, I could see the two of them sitting in their houses, like their gigantic, beautiful home with their lotter, little, little daughters running around with a bottle of Patron. Yes. And just like, <laughs> cheers to our love or something like that. As you always say, they're very, what is it? 
gang signs and zero fucks. They are super gang signs and zero fucks. <laughs> and nothing is like that more than tequila shots, I They're, would say. <laughs> it's true. And I don't see them with like lime or salt either. No. It's just here is my glass. Or they do like really good vodka shots. Yes. Like premium. Or they do like sexy tequila shots where they like lick the salt off each other. <laughs> Saucy. Just saying. I love you, Marissa. Just saying. He That's just bought an sweet. ownership stake in a gin company. <laughs> oh, really? He, yeah. Yeah. He's it. So you're wrong. I am. I am probably wrong. I'm I sure win he, this game. Yay. <laughs> okay. I'm sure he drinks a lot of gin. So we'll go gin and tonic. Okay. All right. So our then our first couple. This is for you since you love them. Scarlett O'Hara. And Red Butler, are they a tequila sunrise, a Bloody Mary, or a Cosmo? Oh, gosh. Or you can do like Erica and pick your own. <laughs> I, I think they're, I think so they're a southern sweet tea that's just mostly vodka. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like something that looks like respectable and right. then you're like, this is trash. So like, <laughs> it's, by, it's Fire Eddie. I bought that for my mother, I believe it or not. It's an actual, there's an actual product. I think it's called Fire Eddie or Pond Eddie or something like that. And it's sweet tea vodka. I love it. You're so right. Yeah. They are so sweet tea vodka. Mm-hmm. Good call. Okay. I drink too much. But apparently, <laughs> I should not know this. Like, oh, this is why you your soul and give you your alcohol patronus. This is why you totally fit in on our podcast. Yay! <laughs> um, okay. Next couple. Prince Harry, Meghan Markle. Pina Colada, Long Island iced tea, Moscow Mule. So I think they're a Moscow Mule because that's like... A pretty respectable drink, but also fun. Mm-hmm. And now that they're, you know, now that she's in England, she has to wear the hats, and you wear hats, and you drink Moscow Mules at the Kentucky Derby. I think it just like fits. Wow, <laughs> I thought about this a you lot. You did. That's great, though. Yeah. That's the best explanation I've heard. Does anyone disagree? No, I completely agree with you. Perfect. I win. <laughs> you are a winner. You're always a winner, though. Thanks. Okay. Our, our final couple is Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I have Love a feeling them. we're going to have to throw out other options here. But <laughs> uh, Jack and Coke, Sangria, or a Martini? Hmm. I don't think they're a Martini. No. Uh, I feel like they'd be a Rum and Coke. Okay. Or what did I say before? That they were like um, Alizé? Yeah. <laughs> or Cavassier? Yeah. <laughs> Just something that you would, drink, you would drink in a rap video. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Or like something, yeah, like some like kind of clear liquor that has like gold flakes in it for no. Reason. Oh yeah, yes, that would be it. What is that? Gold shot. Gold shot. Yeah, man, that was the worst. But I was like, it's got sparkles. <laughs> it was fun. It was a fun thing to drink. I used to drink a lot of gold schlagers. I feel like that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. I like gold schlager too. Cool. All right, that is our game. That is cookouts, cocktails, and couples. Thanks for playing. This was fun. <laughs> I mean, if you guys listening, if you disagree with any of the cocktails that we've chosen, please let us know. Um, or if you've got better ideas for cocktails. we're di- I'm actually really dying to see what people would think. Yeah. A couple cocktails Agreed. would be like. So that's it for today. We really want to thank Rosh for being here with us. This was ridiculously fun. You had the best time. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and your books? Oh, what are the names of the things that I <laughs> <laughs> uh, So my website, which is just RoshniChakshi.com, and that's the same thing for my Twitter and Instagram username. And my Instagram stories, I am told, are hilarious. Your Instagram stories are really fun. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Clearly, I feel so bad. My editors <laughs> are looking like, LOL, you're not writing. <laughs> like, <"Hell." laughs> 
Um, and we'll link to all your books in our show notes so Yay. fans can find those. Right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen. And please follow us on Twitter at OTP underscore pod. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. One Shoe Pairing is produced by our goddess, Becky Celestina, with support from the fabulous Alexander Abnos and Katie Ferguson. The senior editor of Macmillan Podcast is the amazing Alyssa Martino. To find out more about OTP and all of Macmillan's other awesome shows, visit us at macmillanpodcast.com. 